Welcome back to another edition of the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke, and I'm joined today by Chris Flower. Chris, how's it going today? Good. How are you? Great. Recovered a little bit from Chico. How about yourself? I'm very well recovered after my Chico experience. Well, we're going to talk about Chico, and we'll get right to this. Uh, Welcome, everybody. Chico Stage Race. We did that. We're going to do Chico. We'll do some corrections and readers' comments. NCNCA Roundup, some World Tour Roundup, the classics are going to begin, some winners and losers, things that make you go, hmm, and then we'll get out of here. It's, what is it, the 4th of Mar- uh, April, tax yeah. time's coming up. So, you, first of all, you've been, you've been riding pretty good. We went to Chico, we did the Masters. And any reflections from there, and, and I'll get to say this too, um, <clears throat> kind of a disappointment for the podcast up at Chico, but we'll, we'll talk really. about why <laughs> a little bit later. But uh, what were some takeaways from you before we dive into all the little issues? Uh, I just kind of... Fix that mic. Oh, what happened? I pulled on it. Um, just generally, it's such a fun event. It, it's, it's hard not to go there and, and have fun. Um, the big bummer, I think not from a podcast perspective, but just from a racing perspective is that the 35 plus field was, was so small that there was a little bit of kind of controversial joining up with other fields before right. the, uh, the stage race actually started. I think there were 10 of us registered for the 35s and they ended up merging us in with the 45s, which makes sense from a racing perspective. You don't want to go out and do four stages across all those different, uh, miles with just 10 other guys. It's not much fun. Exactly. So there was that to begin with kind of a, what are we going to do with this? And Jeff Gallon had put it out, you know, last year they didn't have mixed at all. They were all, I mean, they were all mixed. Yeah. Uh, So he put that out there as to what we're going to do. And they decided to just combine race together, score separately and just see what happened with that. And look for us, since we're in the 35s, a smaller group, I thought it was, was a good deal to do. Um, Partly because like you said, it would have been hell to do so. Yes, definitely. So it was fun and enjoyed it. Right. So the, what, you want to talk about some of those races? Let's uh, jump into some of the results that we had for all of those. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we both raced the 35, so we only got to see bits and pieces of the other races. Right. I think we watched the finish to the twos. We watched a little bit of the Pro 1 race and a little bit of the women's Pro 1, 2, 3 race. But... Um, yeah, the first race is the Thunder Hill Circuit up at Thunder Hill Raceway in Willows. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a it was a fun race. Um, I kind of just hung out in the back and and kind of watched the race unfold. And you guys had a good finish there, you and John. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. The thirty five forty five uh, combined, and maybe we'll put a few little clips in here um, on our YouTube page as we're discussing it. You can kind of see a few things. Uh, nothing was really happening last year. They had in the 35s, uh, touchstone or die endurance team with Mike Sayers. He had a good team for him. So they really ramped it up. They kept it together right? and they really wanted a sprint finish. And that's actually what we got. And they ramped it up on the last few laps. This one, it's just kind of back and forth, not much going on. And then suddenly you get, I don't know about, well, about 20 minutes in Jonathan Baker decides to just try to rip the field apart and, you know, like, three quarters of a lap just goes in there and there's a decent wind right. and he just throttles it and it starts stretching out. And I think some people got um, worked off the back at that point. They did. Yes. And then 
a little while after that, you start to have um, Giles and Sophocles. And you want right. to talk about those guys, and then they just roll off the front. Yeah, no, those guys, um, again, I was near the back when they were launching their attacks, but they, they just kind of rolled off together. And it didn't really seem like there was a, a really significant effort to bring them back. And ultimately, they rolled to a 30-second advantage over the field, finished one and one or one-two, however you want to describe it. Right. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, we, we talked with Giles a little bit after the race, and he had said that, you know, that the Sophocles fella from Oregon, who we've never raced against, uh, was just a beast and just hammering through the corners uh a little aggressively at times, right. but uh, definitely worked in their favor to get that gap and hold everybody off. Yeah, so he's a guy from Oregon. We didn't know much about him, but he had one teammate, and it turned out that he was just a guy that would just plows it, and Giles was like that too. So those guys go, and we expected, uh, and we talked about this in the podcast, but we expect, and so we won't go to too much of it, we expected it to come down to a field sprint because all those 45s would want to bring back Giles. Uh, they did not do so, and so then John and I were left to it with one Pete's guy, uh, Nick Theobald, uh, to kind of do some work, and we set it up, and um, John got the, f- well, he got beat in the field sprint by uh, Jonathan Baker, who we'll talk about a lot here on this podcast, Right. And but he ended up for the 45s getting second, winning the field sprints essentially for the 35s, because right. Sophocles was up the road, so we yeah. took second, and then I held on for third, so. Yeah, so the... The two-man breakaway was a 45-plus rider and a 35-plus rider. So they went 1-1. John Baker went two for the 45s. John Novikov went two for the 35s. And you went third for the 35s. Correct, because okay. of the guy out the front. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's that's what we had on that one. Um, let's talk about some of the other fields that day. So, when it, And like you could go back to the last episode because we kind of did a breakdown of this, but we didn't really talk much about the women's race. Right. Uh, so... The, the, and so I'll just let you look at the results and maybe go back to the last one. If there's any any other fields you want to call out there before we just kind of talk about the women, because that was the one we didn't talk about too much on uh, episode one or two. Uh, we could just touch on a couple quick items. Um, men's three race, our, our own Jeff Scott got fourth in that um, field sprint that he kind of picked a wrong line on is what he said. Um, in the twos. Madden Titus from Sunpower took the win. Uh, Jack Barty from Velobody, second place. Nigel DeSoto from Methods to Winning took third, so good for those guys. Um, we could touch on the Pro 1 race briefly. Um, a lot of action in that race because they do have kind of hot laps where they're sprinting for the sprint jersey. So those right. those opportunities were kind of l- leveraged into attempts to break away from the field. Ultimately, that came back to a field sprint. Um, some pretty big sprinters that were uh, left in that. Uh, you had Matt Chat, uh, Anthony Freddy, uh, Justin Polson, Tyler Williams. Um, ultimately, Garrett Hankins took the win. He's with Mike Bikes, right. and uh, Kent Ross took second. He's from the the New Wildlife former Jelly Belly team, and and Matt Chat took third in that. So it was a it was a pretty brutal sprint. Um, looks like Garrett Hankins was carrying some good form though from whatever training he's doing up in Portland. Yeah, it looked really good coming out from there and being able to take that. But it was a lot of bike throwing and we saw uh, Tyler Williams really take from like kind of the, <laughs> as he's coming up veer to the hard left, hard right, right, getting out. But it was so wide open. I don't, I don't think it was. A, I guess they could have relegated at something, but um, I think he he wasn't taking anybody out. It was just when no. you look at the film, all of a sudden you see this guy jettison out to the right and coming up. Uh, 
it was anyway. It was it was a good field, uh, good race there. Yeah, um, he didn't impede anybody's line and didn't chop anybody's wheel, and yeah. probably just saw an opening and went for it. Right. So we'll talk oh. about some of the superstars that showed up for that race. Uh, but let's go to the women real quick because uh, Shero twenty twenty Shero team showed up. At, is that right? Show Show Air. Show Air. Yeah. Uh, and they in the end of things they they really put their stamp on it but i was surprised at the first stage because it's not a a super easy uh, race no and uh they didn't get the win that day it was uh i want to say a local because she's been doing a bunch of local races but she's from the northwest and i think when we first saw her coming on um she was a three and then boom she's moved up and suddenly been taken a bunch of and this is a very impressive win right yeah i i didn't actually see this race i was trying to get home to to get some stuff done at home before having to drive back right. for the next stage. But, um, yeah, Michelle Howe from Northwest try and bike took the win. Um, again, just looking at some photos from that race itself, it looks like it just came down to a field sprint that she took. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think she's from Bremerton, Washington, something like that. Uh, Seattle area. yeah, Northwest. So great win for her to, to beat Chloe Digert who took second place, uh, from show air. So that, that's, a, that's a big win in a straight up sprint. Right. Right. Very impressive. Because that's not a, you know, we doing that ourselves. That's not an easy uh, sprint to take. It's it's wide open. Uh, you know, there's those little corners. So you've got to be placed well. But even then you can, uh, it's a little bit of a drag uphill and it's it's a little over 250. So it's, it's, it's a felt longer. <laughs> right, right. Maybe because it, it's uphill into the wind and it's, there's just so many things working against you if you go early. Right. As John learned. Yeah. No, as John learned. And, you know, dang it, we're, we're working on our sprint here. I mean, the guy is great. And I'm working on my lead out because it's been a few years since I've been really tasked to do that. So we're still trying to get it right and um, make sure that he doesn't come off a wheel too soon. Right. But that I'm in position to help him. So we're still working on it. Yeah. No, it's a um, good result. Um, yeah. So back to the women's race. Michelle Howe with the win. Chloe Daggart second. And then you have uh, Maggie Coles Lister from Pickle Juice Pro Cycling taking third place. So good results there. I mean, it was a, it was a strong field. So. Right. Yeah. Pretty impressive. All right. So next day, uh, pot, the podcast wise, um, you go home, I'm staying overnight there with John Novikoff. We do a little update. I did some interviews after the race. Uh, pretty insightful. Take a look back at, uh, episode one Oh two. We talked to Tyler Pierce, the vegan cyclist, uh, Garrett Hankins who won that day. Uh, Bob Lander, Robert Lander of the a main cycling team. He was kind of their guy for that weekend. Uh, we talked to Jeff Scott as well for data driven who, who had done well. Um, so, and then Jeff, uh, John and I talked on there too. So check that out. There's some good info. Um, Tyler Pierce and I were then planning on having a, uh, almost a Jerry Springer style sit down, uh, Saturday night. Uh, cause he had had some issues online with, um, I want to say it's Jason. What's the guy's name that he had had a video with who that the guy that he had that video with that he was in the breakaway. Um, It'll come to you. John Baker? No. Tyler Tyler Pierce. Right. Uh, he, but just, he was in the he, breakaway. He just had one about the worst breakaway ever. Oh, uh, Jason Hammond. Hammond. Okay. Jason Hammond. And then Matt, uh, Michael, uh, <laughs> that he wanted to sit down with those guys and kind of hash some things out. And I had a really good off the record conversation with him uh, about some of his videos, which is really interesting because he's kind of taken a few shots lately. And, you know, I've seen this around and and kind of what's the protocol for doing that. And if you think it's okay with those guys offline, because there's a lot of power that's being welded by someone like Tyler Pierce, who has a lot of followers. So right. he said he got a lot of shit in his comment section for his own video. 
Uh, but anyway, we're going to still sit down at some point, but I was going to try to settle that and, and have a whole um, little Jerry Springer, like I said, uh, reveal the the father, <laughs> some melee. Novikov was going to be our, our bodyguard. But he's got, he's got a growing list of people that be in that position, though. You got to be, you got to toe that line in the racing scene, right? Right. You do because you know even our own. Um, you know, I made some comments about officiating and some some writers. I didn't say anybody by name, partly because these guys are my friends. Right. And, and more of it was, I don't know what I was saying for anyway. But <laughs> no offense to anybody that out there because we all do our shit. Uh, but I, these are guys that are friends and that we race with and. Um, I prefer to just try to spread info, but you know, Tyler's got a different platform. It's right. it's him where ours is trying to be about you guys, the cyclists and, and what else. So anyway, I thought I would have some, some good questions for him. That didn't work out partly. It's totally my fault. And we're going to talk about that coming up. Pascenta road race the next day, 90 miles. Except for it's us, like 88, 88, two laps of that, uh, turd, turd farm out there. And it was scenic, though. I mean, it was a gorgeous day. Very green, very sunny. It was. And it was not uh, not hot, but it wasn't cold. No, but it was windy. It was. I've I've seen the wind worse. But my ride title was potholes are greater than wind, which is greater than gravel. (laughs) That's the way it was this year. So why don't you start us off on um, kind of what we did on the. On the race and how how it broke out on the the. For us, the 35-45. So in the comboed field, um, I don't think you or I are really in a position to talk about how it ended because none of us were there. <laughs> um, we were there. At some we point. were there for like half of it. Right. Um, so it, it 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 heads out toward the valley from from the foothills in kind of a narrow little valley, and there was a really strong left to right head crosswind and it's kind of about 18 miles straight out yeah and then you take a right for maybe two miles and then you loop and then, back toward and then, the yeah gravel. then you come back again with some ups ups and downs some rollers nothing yeah. really too extreme but we we were probably rolling along for the first few miles pretty casually there was a, a decent kick here and there but it wasn't until I think it was Jason Grafrath, uh, Jay Newton and I didn't see who the r for r rider was. Uh, those guys kind of took it upon themselves to to get a little gap on the field and just start hammering. Um, and then that ultimately just led to some extreme guttering uh, from guys trying to chase and either connect that gap back up to the, the breakaway or, or bridge across themselves. And I want to say and it who was... who started that guttering? Any, uh, any idea? <laughs> I think John, uh, not Baker, our John, said he was just up there cruising along. And didn't realize that he was just absolutely shelling people. Uh, I mean, it was it was for riding. no reason because we didn't have a forty a thirty five person up the field, correct so, up the road. So it was it was all forty fives. Uh, but it was to the point where you know, someone was if up. you weren't in the top five of that field, I mean, you were in the gutter, kind of towing that line between getting whatever shelter you could and potentially riding off the road. I mean, it was it was pretty intense. Um, we we lost a few guys there to just basically getting gapped off. We lost a couple of guys due to flats. Um, uh, I think ultimately peace was kind of reestablished once it was pretty clear that Jonathan Baker was going to get across either with everybody or without. So and some, some point there, he starts to Novikov, our guy is just hammering up there and then um, Baker's trying to go and, and uh, people can't go with him. He's just hovering off the front of the group and we're all kind of chasing and doing this. And then Phil Teixeira, Cortex is trying to go, 
talked to him afterwards and he's like, I kept going and, you know, uh, Jonathan, uh, Chris Baker kept pulling me back and he goes, finally, I talked to Chris and I'm like, Hey, uh, why don't you just let me up the road with Jonathan? I'm going to help him. Right. And he's like, yeah, sounds good. Go. So Phil jumps across, he makes it. And then you start having little groups make it away across. Right. And by the time we turn right, there's maybe eight, 10 up the road in multiple groups and two plus minutes. It was, it was a couple. It was like, I want to say like six or seven. Because it wasn't was until later that other guys jumped across. Right, right, right. Which, well, uh, Sean Hate, I want to say, Hate it, Hate it, or something like that with the uh, Schnur team. He was, and Scott Giles, who was in the yellow, was just kind of nowhere. He was sitting in the back, not yeah. really concerned. Uh, or he had resided himself to what was happening. Um, then there was the yellow and ours, Sophocles. Right. He was just kind of hanging out. He was, um, it, it was kind of odd. Um, he and his teammate, or he actually had his teammate on the front of the group a lot, right. which, you know, you've only got one teammate. It's a no stage one, no, race. No 35s up the road. There's no threat to chase back. It seems like he could have leveraged. I mean, ultimately, it worked out fine for him because he's so incredibly strong. But just from a tactical perspective, it just seemed like you're wasting your one teammate by uh, by having him sit on the front there covering 45s. Right. So, so. Um, they have two, three minutes up the road. Yes. Some groups are forming. We go past the old the, the feed zone, kind of up the hill, right. the old feed zone on the backside, the reservoir area. And all of a sudden, um, Chris Phipps is trying like hell to get out. Finally, he gets out up the road. Yeah. Nick Diabold says, I'm going with him. They go, those guys miraculously, I think they said in the gravel or right before the gravel. Just before. Bridged. Yeah. Super impressive because at that point, I'm like, eh, those, <laughs> good, good for you. You're, right. you're going to be, you know, top eight. Um there's so much time left too so they bridge up there yeah uh so before we hit the gravel uh a guy busts a spoke out in front of me and i'm like oh he goes back yes and then a little bit later um rick lawton Layton, lawton um for r for r he blows out a wheel and i'm like oh that sucks for you and then i hit a pothole really big one in my front wheel uh right before we get to the minefield and nothing's happening i look over at john i'm like uh maybe we're okay and then pss, mm. just went and I waited one wheel. Yeah. Front. And so with that, um, based on the fact that those, the, the car was waiting for, had helped both of those yeah. Rick caught up to me later. He's like, he was waiting for four or five minutes. I was six plus minutes. You walked like halfway through the I, gravel. I, did. Right? I walked, I was like, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to go walk home. So I'm just walking down the minefield. Finally they, they come and they're just, you know, chilling yeah. there drinking Mai Tais, really no big deal. <laughs> I get the wheel out. And um, I know at that point you're like whatever. So that's my day. Rick and I joins up with me, and we do we do the whole lap back to the gravel again together. Well, he catches me after the about five miles down the road past Piscenta, and most of the day just the two of us. Just hmm. I mean, we I was looking for threes behind us to join me, never did. Right. So that was my day done. The threes, the breakaway got past you. Though, oh, right? the breakaway passed us okay. uh, before the you know out there. Yeah. Um, and then the field didn't pass us until right at the gravel. So. Okay. Now, when you were walking through the minefield, I've only ridden a bike through it. How does it look on foot? Is it as disastrous looking or is it's, it? So, yeah, and I had a lot of time to really scope out. Like I said, yeah. the, the potholes, the minefield wasn't good. But on the right-hand side, you could almost do like a little bit of dirt. Right. And it was much better. Yeah. But the potholes were like shitty. They were okay. real bad. Uh, the gravel was nothing this year. I felt, Gravel's I mean, fine. now, granted, I wasn't in the group, but that was maybe a better perspective even because sometimes when you're group and you're just flying along, you're just yeah. flowing through stuff. But I remember the first few years going out there, it's kind of heavy gravel and like, you know, 
it was it was a dirt road that was just like when we like when we went Boonville, it was right. like that coming down. As long as you weren't that like center channel, is if you were in either right. of the tire ruts, it was fine. But right. yeah, I, I found the the minefield area, so it's like a mile leading into the gravel. Uh, I found the right shoulder to be the best place. Uh, you were eating more wind, but you had a smoother line. Uh, you can kind of pick where you were going, um, and, and I found that to be the best route. Uh, ultimately, that right shoulder fades, and you do have to jump back into the into the minefield for the last quarter mile or so. Um, but yeah, we'd lost you. Um, we lost a handful of other guys just to kind of the the pace that was being set through there. Um, guys were kind of bobbing and weaving, but still we were, we were motoring really hard. Um, and then there's that first kicker into the gravel where it's, you, you kind of figure out what you're doing. Um, you, you're going in there with a pretty big head of steam and you've got to maneuver your way through the loose, loose gravel. And we lost a couple of guys there. Um, I ultimately suffered a mechanical about three quarters of the way through the gravel. And that, ultimately ended my my ride um what was your mechanical because i know uh <laughs> um some other people claudio had a, a derailleur issue yeah so i actually it was funny um just a side story i was reading the the flyer for copperopolis which is in a couple of weeks and one of the lines is there's like you know check all your bolts including your your seat post and your bottle cage and all that and i actually never thought it would be an issue but i had um my bottle cage rattle loose and flop over into my crank set um, to the point where I couldn't pedal because the bottle was lodged in between the frame and the crank set. So I couldn't actually rotate the cranks around. I was able to reach down, throw the bottle out, and then the cage was loose, and that got sucked into my derailleur. You need, like, tearaway cages. I think so. Yeah, that'd be nice. But that, that got into my derailleur. It snapped the battery off, so I couldn't shift, and the derailleur was in the cage, I was able to rip that out, but then the cage was offset and I didn't really have any tools to, to fix it on the fly. Um, so I couldn't pedal and I was able to kind of get it back in line to the point where I could pedal, but only in the small ring. That was that. All right. So we'll talk about our problems and then some of the kind of the, the rulings that I see with this in a little bit, but let's finish off the races. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the results, how those went from what we saw. So, and talking to people. Right. So Nick, and Phipps end up bridging up. Yes. Uh, and then I guess they're coming through the gravel. It's like a free-for-all with Baker. And um, Baker, I guess Sophocles, you still you were there still. And you saw him. He drift off with and, and chase that group because he was in our your group, our yeah. main field. He was with us. And about halfway through the gravel, he rolled off with the, not his teammate, but there was another guy from Oregon. I forget his name. Uh, but they, they started to roll off together on one of the rollers and... Um, shortly after that I had mechanical and you could kind of see yellow Jersey rolling away. And the guy he was with, he was in the, the red Jersey. Yeah. Um, he'd come back to the group. Uh, so yeah, Sophocles then from what I was told, you know, some folks thought he had flatted and was behind the group, but it was pretty clear that he had rolled away. Um, he ended up bridging across to the chase, or I guess not the chase group to the breakaway from the 45s and just kind of proceed to just hammer off the front there. It almost seems like, they said he got to them as they were coming out of the gravel. I don't know if that's... That would be impressive. I, there was something like that. I remember Nick, I was talking to him, somebody, or, or Phil, or some of these guys, and they were just yeah. saying that way. So crazy, crazy, uh, but dude is strong. And then I guess he just goes and tries to, to mess up with the with the field, the whole <laughs> rest of the lap. Right. And um, who ends up winning out of the... I think Jonathan Baker ends up winning 
Yes. And then Sophocles wins on the 35s. Right. And then you have Nick or, or Chris Phipps and Nick. Other way around. Other Nick way around. Nick and Chris. I, I think in the 45s. Looking at the times, Jonathan must have just put a couple of tacks into the gravel to get separation. Right. He won by, let's say, like 30 seconds over Nick and then maybe another 20 seconds back to, to Chris. So there, there must have been a little bit of separation there either in the gravel or the, the little hill after the gravel. Gotcha. So, so and then in the, the, the um, Eric Nelson, I think wins a field sprint for the group for second. I think he ended up third in that. I want to say, uh, okay. Yeah. Cause Bye. Josh Nelson got second. He's, he's the other guy from, from Oregon. Right. Eric was third. And then, yeah, like you said, Claudio, he had a mechanical in the gravel so back. on the second lap where he actually had to take his, derailleur apart to get it out of the chain <laughs> of um, so he ended up fourth place unfortunately yeah. for him yeah the tough tough break there so and then in the other fields uh you have uh the fem- the, the women chloe diger it looks like she um she won that but it with her a bunch with her smattering of teammates so it looked like they destroyed people through the, the gravel yeah i was um by the start finish when they were coming through for their first lap and chloe was with her teammate jennifer and they had a good 35, 45 second lead as a, a one, two over the field. Uh, so they must've just gone full gas through the gravel and got a little separation and held it. They ended up finishing the race one, two, yeah, um, the yellow Jersey, uh, Michelle, Howe looked like she had a little bit of trouble cause she'd come out of the gravel a couple minutes down on the main field, uh, by herself out of the gravel. So if you're in that situation, you're, you're kind of out of luck. Right. And, and we don't know if that's, a factor of like uh, mechanicals because that could that could obviously be the case, right? Or if it's just, I mean, there's a difference of just upgrading and doing a, a two pro field where there's, I mean, Chloe Dygert's a legit pro, yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the TT uh, as compared to you know trying to do 90 miles of that as you know as compared to like a three year or something like right. that. Right, so definitely. That's, that's just really tough. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good for I thought Melanie Wong was up there as well. I think she got fourth. Yeah, so she did well. Um, then we had in the threes, uh, they passed us. Uh, the two guys are like blazing off the front there. Like they passed uh, Rick and I before we hit the the eighteen mile corner, mm-hmm. and they were going hard. And Rick and I were trading poles every minute, going pretty hard ourselves. And like I said, it took long time. They were the motor kept coming back and forth, and they were like five six minutes or so behind it was it just like two guys in the threes? two guys but i think one okay. guy flatted or mechanical out oh. of the break i don't know there was some other thing there so Bummer. uh yeah and then the field comes through and our guy jeff uh jeff scott ends up winning the field sprint for fourth i want to say he got six because there were a couple guys that uh, had gotten away he got six okay but he won the field sprint for right. whatever was left there uh the twos um any indication there i know i talked to tyler Pierce about that and uh, Isaiah won I think the field sprint but there were a bunch Tyler said he he never just felt really good and was was riding well but I think there were some guys that got off in the yeah so Isaiah was fifth in that so there are four guys off the front Richie Voss from Sun Power Drew right. Levitt um former local now out of Colorado right um he's with Groove Subaru Cycling and then third was Eric Fisher he's just listed as specialized so oh, okay maybe that's his bike right um some masters 55s i think joe foster was the star of the weekend there um what else we have the p12 so that one especially impressive you've got we'll talk about that right now with tyler williams right alexi vermulen right both former world tour riders yes um then you have the mike's bikes team which was riding pretty well you have the semper poro uh semper poro 
Semper Poro. Semper Poro team yeah. who uh, has Corey Lockwood, but he's not representing this year. He's down doing Sam Dimas. He right. just won Redlands. But either way, either way, they they were still out in force and impressive. And yeah, definitely. And you know the TT, it really comes down to the TT. So right. uh, all those guys, I think Tyler Williams and Vermeulen went one two. Is that correct? Yeah. So they had um, a pretty strong break. Uh, I think they were in the move with um, one of the Semper Poro riders, Inokenti, and then uh, Stephen Vogel from Mike's Bikes. Mm, yeah, that's right. And they had a pretty sizable gap on the rest of the field. So I, I don't know where they got away. But uh, looking at the numbers here, they put in a minute 15 over Joey Bacala from Semperporo, who himself had five minutes over the rest of the field. So yeah, that's, impressive. So that, that's an impressive effort. And so you've got Tyler Williams first, Alexi Vermillion second, Inokenti third, and, and Vogel fourth. So... Those are four really strong guys that it's not surprising they would break away from the field and stay right. away. So let's talk real quick about Pascenta and what can be done. So, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of riders. There's in the twos. I know Cameron um, Hawk. Uh, well, he and he and um, I don't know if this is what what his issue was, but he had a mechanical. Uh, our teammate Stefan blew out both of his wheels. You know, this happens. Yeah. I'm out there waiting for a car. I'm wondering if this is ever going to happen. Is the first 30 miles? You get a derailleur. Claudio gets an issue. Uh, some people were allowed to continue on the weekend. You were not right. allowed to. Uh, some some people didn't finish the whole course and were allowed to do that. That's that's odd to me. But um, I think that that race is so unique and it's tough to manage support. So something's got to be done, and I wish they would have it in place because they told you you went and talked to him, and maybe you shouldn't have. Uh, that, Sounds like that, that was my mistake. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, hey, uh, my bike's basically broken. I'd right. love to finish. You even said, can I finish it on my time trial bike? They're like, uh, yeah, and then no. Right. Uh, but there were other people that didn't finish even as much as you did that were allowed to do the time trial. Right. Place in the criterium. Right. And you were not allowed to. And I'm not saying, hey, Chris didn't get to. But I just want, they need something in place ahead of time. So, like, here's what we're going to do. Like, the the, the circuit race. Um, you get dropped. You know, you get, we're going to pull you, but you're going to get prorated. Right. And I want to say that's not the way you do a road race because the whole thing is getting done. Right. I mean, I would love to have only done one uh, lap because I was hammered. Right. But yeah, it's I, also a weekend of, of amateur racing and... Let's have everybody finish the next few days if you can. That would right. be my my um, solution with a time way back. Or maybe you don't take – we're not even handing out stage prizes, so it doesn't matter. I, it, it's tough because you, you want to do what's right, but at the same time, you've got to kind of protect the integrity of the field. So I think if you've got a legitimate mechanical and you demonstrate that you have a legitimate mechanical, then you accept the fact that you're effectively out of the stage race. We're going to tack on one, two hours time to your road race time. And right. There's right. the breaks. Right. Right. Cause it just wouldn't be fair to be like, Oh, we'll give you the same time as the last guy or the same time as the group you're in. Um, so you, you, as officials, you're, you're stuck because you're trying to, you know, honor the integrity of a stage race and in stage racing, if you don't finish a stage, tough luck, go home. Uh, but at the same time, there's, there's substantially less on the line for, a cat two or a 35 plus race. So you, you kind of want everybody to have a good time. So it's, it's tough trying to balance that. And I understand that. And I appreciate that, you know, they, they did the best that they were able to, I, like you said, I think there needs to be some clear expectations or, or, or kind of rules in place for that. But uh, ultimately it, it sounds like maybe there were issues with 
a half dozen people across 400 racers. So it's not, no, and, and not I a huge totally, issue. And I, I just want to help help those people understand so they yeah. can go forward. You know, they could, so it's much more simple. Put it in the in the race Bible. Right. Um, and it is a weird aspect because, okay, so let's say you've got a, g- a good guy. He's not going to compete overall, but maybe he can time trial or maybe he get, he's really good at the crit. Right. So he doesn't even finish. And then he's so much fresher. He's able to crack out a good TT or jumps in the break. Right. So what do you do? And if you're going to let him race, you got to let him actually race. Not yeah. just say, Oh, you're only allowed to sit on the back. So right. I don't know what you do. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Cause I heard I mean, we've rolled out of Piscanta. It's not, clean roads by any means we we heard of a couple guys in the twos this year that double flatted in the neutral rollout and i mean going into those crosswinds if if the field decides to hit it i mean you're you're effectively chasing for 90 miles i know and it's like that sucks it, it trust me i did 60 <laughs> so really yeah i mean sucks. it's it's a bummer it's it's kind of one of the nuances of the course to have i mean with the mile plus surface leading into the gravel you're going to have issues right so anyway piscenta done and dusted um it's real donnybrook as Ooh. <laughs> as uh, dave told he said that word one to a hundred times too many uh watching the redlands feed and i only caught like five minutes of that feed too right <laughs> I, you know it's driving me crazy i was trying to remember what that was and yeah. i just remembered so there you go donnybrook that's what we're gonna say okay so TT, we'll go over that. It's 10-mile horseshoe that we had heard it was on, it was off, flooding, blah, blah, blah. Um, I kind of took it somewhat easy. Um, when I say somewhat easy, it means I, I went pretty hard for me and a bad result, but that's what you do when you don't time trial or, have, or do that much. Yeah. Uh, but I had the crit to think about. Um, so we had – that was one by – Michael Claudio for the 35s. I Correct. think the Aris Soc- uh, Socrates, <laughs> Sophocles was second. Right. And third was Nelson. Nel- J- Eric Nelson. Yeah. Right. So he ends up second overall. Um, John, our guy, was fourth. Uh, the 45s, I think, right? What? Fifth? John was sixth. Sixth. Okay. Yeah. I forget. I was thinking at this point, we're only down to four people. <laughs> right. Because he was sixth overall. Uh, the 45s was uh, good because it was a lot of those guys battling. Right. And, it's uh, still a race for those guys. Right. And Dan Bryant, who did, we didn't talk about him, but, you know, Pete's kind of took a gamble of they let Jay go up the road, uh, then mm-hmm. uh, Nick's going up the road. And I'm hearing them, and the, this is in the road race, and I'm hearing um, Dan Bryant and Nick and them talk, you know, should we chase? Because Dan's their guy. Right. I mean, they could have won it overall, I think, if he had, had been anywhere close to that lead. Right. Um, but he only beats uh, Jonathan Baker by 12 seconds in the time trial. Right. So that was really impressive. Jonathan Baker is just flying right now. Yes. And uh, so Dan Bryant, uh, Dan Bryant, Jonathan Baker, and I forget who was third. Chris. Chris Phipps. Okay. Yeah. So he was only effect. a second off Jonathan Baker. So that's that's a really good top three there. Right. And uh, I mean, star-studded gentleman um, did really good in the times. Was most of, then you look at smattering throughout the day. Uh, you know, some twos and threes just lay it down in that that time trial right uh, probably most impressive chloe diger putting up a time that would have been like within the realm of like of these uh, was it the one two one one of them she was like she would have beat the the masters or she would have beat all the masters and she would have been i think top 10 top yeah in the pro one race right so impressive uh, horribly impress- impressive oppressive yeah. Mm-hmm. That too. Uh, yeah uh, very impressive so yeah, very good you effort. can imagine she set herself up to win that overall especially if you've taken the fact that she was in the break basically all day the day before right 
So it's not like she was coming into it well rested by any means. And, you know, I was like I said, I was so tired. I didn't talk to him. I really wanted to talk to her because um, I want to talk to her about, you know, we were out to her California last year when she hit her head. Right. Um, and to see how things going. You know, she married Logan Owen. Uh, Owen and, you know, he's out there with EF uh, right. doing the living in by Flanders, I think. Actually, is that I what you said? Yeah. Okay. So just kind of seeing how her life is and, you know, pretty interesting. And then she comes out and smashes it. So um, anyway, so yeah, the P12. How'd that one go for everybody? So same four that were in the breakaway in the in the road race went uh, top four in the TT. Uh, Inukenti won with a smashing time, 1914. Uh, very fast. Vogel second. Uh, he was 18 seconds back. Alexi was third, 28 seconds back. And then fourth was uh, Tyler Williams. He was 37 seconds back. How, so how fast. Do those, how do those times compare to uh, last year with Corey Lockwood? All four of these would have been faster than last year. Oh, well, impressive. So... Either a fast day or fast guys. Take uh, I found it was a fast day as well because it wasn't as windy on sections, so it was more mellow all yeah. the way around. So that's very what fast. I was, yeah. So I think, I mean, realistically, coming out of the TT, um, the GC was set more or less right. for for all the fields. Right. Because you know, aside from three years ago when Rally took it to. Um, their current rider, gosh, what's the junior's name who rides for them? Uh, TT Superstar. Yeah, from, yeah. So, Car- not Carpenter. No. Okay. Anyway. See the one that did well in the Tour of California? Yes. Okay. Uh, he had the GC lead going into the crit, but Rally just kind of took it to him and put a minute or something on him in, in the in the crit to, to win the GC and take it away from him. So uh, aside from an effort like that, I mean, the GC set. It's it's probably going to be a field sprint, right? And so let's talk about the the crit. Yeah, um, sort of like thirty fives, the three fours. They had the morning crit. Um, Mark Tucker had been slaughtering everybody. They have the time trial afterwards. He's in the yellow. He gets in a break with our guy uh, Ryan Chepernick. Yes, which is perfect for Ryan. Ryan's strong. Mark Tucker is hella strong. He just got upgraded to a two by every way every, everyone. So he's going to be up in our field, and he destroyed everyone at Bariani. So those guys hang off. Uh, Ryan ends up getting all the preems and gets the win. Um, I think there was a deal struck there. Right. And Mark ends up, you know, solidifying more of his time. And I think he destroyed everybody in the time trial anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't really necessary. No, they put uh, 50 seconds on the field, which was darn impressive. Right. So, yeah, that race. Um, the threes, our guy, I don't know if you saw who won that, but uh, Jeff Scott didn't do super good. I think he was like sixth or so. Yeah, he's Pulled been the having pedal. some issues he with his get cleats. Some pedals. If someone wants to donate those to him, that'd be great. Right. Um, we Brandon had, McNulty is Brandon the name McNulty. I was thinking Gotcha. Of. Yes. Good job. Thanks for the Amsbudman uh, update there. Uh, you had, then we went and did the race. Uh, well, the twos before us? No, twos are after. Okay. So it was us. We did it at what, 1.30 or so. Yeah. And uh, I put a video out there, the last two laps, and um, some other people have some good videos there too. I'll just give a breakdown of for what you know, I'm leading out. John, that's our thing. Uh, the 35 field wasn't too strong. As we said, it was a smaller one. It wasn't too strong for the sprinters. So I knew we could do well, uh, but our goal was to win it over, win the field sprint outright. And Sophocles goes off about 11 laps in and which actually I thought was a good thing. He was a little sketchy on some of his cornering mm. and it's like a six plus corner, right? Six corner crit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was a little safer out there. We were chasing him down and Dan Bryan actually went to the front and did a lot of work bringing him back. And then John and I go to set it up and they're just, like I said about this, the Thunder Hill, um, we needed, we needed a big team 
you know, you weren't allowed to be out there. They, they shut you out of the crit. So we needed a team to just drive the pace and spread it out. Cause when you get at the front, you can stay there. Right. So John and I were surging a bit. I skip a pedal big time on the back corner. Um, still tried to get him up there and our guys to watch were Baker and Baker and they did a fantastic job taking the front to lead out for Chris Baker, Jonathan Baker was, and then Cortex, Phil Tessero gets on his wheel and his teammate, Phil, another Phil, um, I, and it's what's great about the video is I can rewatch it and go, oh, that's what happened. Because you have concepts in your mind of right. what was going on. And his teammate gets on his wheel and well, like two or three uh, corners to go, just sits up. And, you know, I talked to him afterwards and that's pretty much what he was doing. And it was brilliant because the guys behind him, they weren't aware enough to hold the wheel or go around him to see right. it's a teammate doing this. So then I'm doing it like four or five back and we jump through. We win one, two for our 35s. But we were... Um, what, four or five overall? So Yeah, so Baker and Baker went one, two, and then Tercero third. Right, right. So. so good for them. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bakers were both impressive all right. weekend. Uh, Chris rode incredibly well. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't need a lot of teammates for when they were riding like, both of them were riding like that. Apparently not, no. <laughs> and Jonathan Baker, the most impressive hair out there for the weekend, maybe. And mustache. Well, that's true, and mustache. Uh, so then the, the Pro 1 race comes about... Um, you want to talk about what we saw in there real quick? Just yeah, before that, though, the the twos, uh-huh. they actually had a, a strong break of four riders. Right. Um, they ended up putting 54 seconds on the field, so it was, it was a good effort on their part. Um, but that was uh, Keelan Onaveros. I don't know who he is, from Velobody. He got the got the win. Madden Titus from SunPower third, and Neil Leonard from Dolce Vita third. Yeah, some, some of the SunPower guys were doing good this weekend. Yeah, so pro one race. Um, what did you see there? Well, it was pretty much all together there's some little moves here and there pete's wants us to come into a sprint pete's. with sorry pete's uh mike's yeah there's mike's there's pete's there's bills or no, bobs that they wanted to come down to a sprint so they had uh chat basically they're looking for him they're they're lining it out last two laps and they come around the last corner and it's not matt chat it's justin polson right uh semper poro and he holds him off to the line. And so he goes one and then chat two. Yeah. And there was a cool video uh, Justin put out showing him right for perfect timing. Right before that last corner, he just dives around right, and takes it. And my thinking on that one for a sprinter is you set that up the corner before the last corner. You come out of the second to last corner and you have your lead sprinter sprinting to the next corner mm-hmm. so that you don't get those dives. Right. And I think that's what happened last year with Justin Williams. And he's like, you know, I closed my eyes and dove in the corner. <laughs> right. Uh, but then again, I'm they're They're doing better than me. So, yeah. And then uh Freddie third local guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was Chico. Oh, uh, women, uh, Chloe Diger. I think she wins a crit. She Correct. wins everything, but the Thunder Hill. So, right. She's on fire. Uh, and I think some of them are going to Joe Martin stage race now. So, okay. So, yeah. Um, any lasting memories then for Chico? Um, fewer for me than for you. Um, you had a good time with it, though. It was it was enjoyable to to watch from the sidelines. Mine mine is probably um, we're in the hotel right on this start finish line area. Yes, John and I. And so for the time trial, he gets out the trainer, <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning. He's he's riding the trainer in the hotel room, and it's one of these older ones where you know it. You, can you hear, hear everything, every, right? Yeah. So third floor. I, I was just like, hey, uh, why don't we just go warm up on the course, which we did. So, right. but you know that was my memory. Yeah. No, that was um. It was. It was a fun stage race. Uh, it was it was fun seeing uh, Jeff and Stefan do their their camping approach to it, right? Sleeping in parking lots and whatnot. Right. I, I was I was more comfortable 
in the hotel room myself, but right. it, was, it was fun to watch them. Yeah. So, so. Uh, good racing out there by everybody. And they put on another great race. Yes. Amazing weather. Weather um, was great. We hit a little window of sunshine and right. now we're back to the rain and clouds. Yeah. And it was pretty warm up there. Uh, the crit itself. Uh, I had a little wheel issue. I had to pull into the pit. I start the race off. I pull, I start cranking it out and someone bangs my back wheel and it dislodges a bit and I'm, rubbing my brake i'm opening the brake i'm then i'm like okay i think i'm fine yeah and then i'm going and i start to sprint and it's moving in there and i'm like oh i can't do this so i pull out get a wheel get back in no big deal Obviously drop the not. chain then worked well. took, took another lap <laughs> no i didn't do that <laughs> uh oh okay so some corrections I, we made some comments about santa cruz so i got a email from robert liebold he is the director there. He's been there for quite some time. And he just wanted to give me some info. So we said about the 50th, 51st. I wasn't even right on the numbers. Here's what he said. Um, you were unsure about the 51st annual status of the Santa Cruz Classic. Well, actually, I wasn't. I said it was the 50th. So I was unsure about the, even the number. So I was even worse off. I thought you'd let you know that the race started in 1968. So this year could be the 52nd. But we had that one year, he said the 89 earthquake with no race. So 2019 is the 51st. I did not become involved until 71 when was a promoter first time in 72. While Velo Promo did not start till 78, there could be a possible number of annual numbers. To add to the confusion, the first race was considered a selection training race for the U.S. Uh, Olympic team, 1968. Thanks. Um, you know, just so you know there, he said it didn't happen one year because of the 89 earthquake. He didn't say it didn't happen in 1989. Okay. But well, you think it probably didn't happen in 1990. That would the make the most sense. earthquake was late in the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was um, a good article I found in the Santa Cruz Sentinel that covers a little bit of the history and provides some early insights to that 68 training race and how six of the uh, guys in the 68 version went on to go to the uh, Olympics in Mexico City. So it's, it's a pretty storied race. Right. Any other? Do you remember any? You said there was a big crowd there. and Yeah, they said there were thousands of people watching and 500 plus racers. So uh, I guess Le Mans done the race as well. Right, right. Um, a few of the original U.S. Postal guys have done the race. Lance did not. Uh, so it looks like it's um, it's it's been a very well-raced race. Right. So. Uh, Jeff Linder put out a video uh, <clears throat> of that crit showing yes. his sprint and the great move of uh, Skinner off the front. Right. Like perfect timing on that one. Um, it was, yeah, it was a pretty good video to see there as well. Uh, let's do some, there's got a lot of just people of note. If you're tuning in here and you're looking for the Between Two Wheels podcast motorcycle uh, YouTube channel. You By now they may have figured out they're on the wrong one. subscribe to the wrong one if yeah. you're confused about this Chico stage race. Uh, yeah, that's that's this is not your typical Harley channel. There is a lot of motorcycle riding out on the Pasquenta gravel so that they might still have interest. Right, because right. we got a smattering of them signing up. I, I don't and care. we were at the Thunder Hill Raceway. I'm sure there's motorcycle racing right. that goes on. Sign up. And, that's fine. Watch yeah. us. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, someone had to put in here... Um, I forget his uh, hunting synth as his name on YouTube. What so cycling? Chris Hellius. Yeah, that's right. What cycling YouTube channels do you guys watch? Are you fans of the Cole Collective? Do you think NCNCA or USAC could do a better job to market cycling by pushing more online online content? Uh, what other YouTube channels do I watch? I I just watch ours exclusively. Wow. Okay. Uh, I watch GCN. I yeah, enjoy I, that. I, see, I check those. Uh, that might really be it. It's not true. I I watched. Uh, Smatter of things, Zimni, yep. uh, people's race videos. I'll watch I'll Linder's watch, videos. Yeah, yeah. Vegan Cyclist. Um, haven't watched that guy in retirement lately. Who's that? 
Phil Guyman. Oh. He's kind of bored the, bored the hell out of me. And I've got a problem with him. Um, do I think USAC or NCNCA could do a better job marketing, cycling, and pushing online content? Possibly. I mean, NCNCA said they had a uh, podcast. Okay. I'll just leave that there. I, I think they had another episode come out I saw and I didn't look at it. Hmm. So maybe I should at least check that out. It's an annual uh, show. Right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they get, you know, what's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to push stuff because I love the sport and I love talking about it. And so I like to highlight people that are doing great in there. So um, cool. I don't know. Yeah, I think they could do better. Uh, it just seems like they could be more um, working in sync with each other. It right. looks like a lot of promoters are kind of forced to lead the charge themselves instead of having some kind of core group that they can reach out to for for any type of promotion. Right. So uh, other YouTube comments. I think Kurt had added this one. He, uh, not your Rolling Stone 687 penis pill. Oh. Penis pills get you. That might have been a spam. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Hope so. Yeah. Um, so what's coming up for the NCNCA calendar? We've got Turlock, Lodi this weekend, UC Santa Cruz Road Race. I don't know if that's collegiate. Or that's the Collegiate one. only. Okay. Collegiate yeah. only. Uh, sea Otter Classic, Copperopolis. I heard they had uh, fixed some potholes out there. Yeah. That's that's the word on the street. Um, paved and, and fixed. Whether that means they're really paved and fixed or just maybe filled in with more asphalt i don't right. know where they just dumped some hot stuff in there right and, and it's actually worse because then your bike's getting smattered up uh copperopolis the 22nd of this month the ncnca board meeting i don't know if anybody's interested in that they do post their minutes online uh i don't know if you're able to tune in i don't know if that's a thing i think you can, you can ask to participate remotely and get some type of access otherwise you can participate in person at the sports basement in pleasanton right so it might be interesting if they're going to be more red kite discussion i don't yeah. know if they're going to wards ferry regalado road race and then you have golden state coming up in may and you have the masters crits i think juniors is combined with that yeah. uh, in folsom uh the 25th of may Boom. that's ways out yeah so turlock this saturday lodi this sunday lodi is a fantastic course weather looks like it should be relatively uh nice no rain a little bit of uh sun peeking through the clouds Turlock looks like uh, attendance is a little light, but there's obviously uh, an opportunity to do a day of registration. Online's full, or not full, online's closed. So good races. Um, if anybody's jonesing for that, it's still there. So, How about things that make you go, hmm? Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, the only thing I've got is just I feel like that bombed out stretch of road that leads into the gravel at Piscanta has gotten worse. And, and at some point, it's, it's not like it's just rough road. I mean, it is insanely bad is that a liability is it like a selection making stretch of road or is there anything that could be done about it? or is it just kind of that's what the road is and that's what we deal with uh, it just seems like you're you're adding an increased amount of luck for riders to get through there um, Jeff Dale from Thirsty Bear has a video through the bombed out section and he's doing the best that he can to follow wheels um, at one point he's on my wheel and I bunny hop up pothole late because i didn't see it and then he rides right into it and it's just like it's an easy place where as you learn to 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 kind of lose an opportunity to be in the race well and, and it's funny i was on jeff dale's wheel before the mind out bummed out section yeah that he jumps the pothole and i hit it. and it's not his fault I right mean, i yeah. just that's just what happens in that minefield section and you're right i mean at some point do you do you have to change the course because right. it's so bad I, I doubt that that's a priority for the that county to be up there and fixing Bike um, racing makes so much money for them, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
but at some point it's it's the gravel's uh, really you know and you go there and it's like everyone spreads because you can't be on someone's wheel because that pothole is going to come right away right yeah i don't know center line <laughs> uh, yes and and center line that's that's right. well mine was going to be officiating at chico and what we just talked about about i, I actually really appreciated the officials this weekend but um having something in place for the pesquenta and to make that decision so it's it's for them it alleviates their um their decision making at the time and having to do this when you can just yeah. say here's what the status here's what we're going to do with the road race and all these others and I, we already talked about that yeah and i would just say you know sometimes officials get a bad rap but they were incredibly patient they took the time to listen to the issue and they could have just told me to go kick rocks but you know they they took the time to listen to the issues that people had had and tried to develop a a, a plan that worked for everybody so that I, doesn't always work to everybody's benefit, but they did the best they could. Right. And and great. I'm not, like I even said before, I'm not begging on officials, just kind of on... Not today. No. And even the, the official, I uh, forget her name, at the start of the Masters, she's like, oh, you guys are the worst, the Masters, because we I think most of us were making jokes. Yeah. But even so, when we're making jokes, we're... Um, Kind of yeah. giving her a hard time. So. Yeah, she was the the head official I talked to. Right. She was really helpful. How, how about any winners or losers? Well, we've got a list here. You took everybody from That's the Chico Stage true. race. Uh, you could take whoever you want. I've got a list as long as my sleeve. Yes, you do. Um, I'll go with Michelle Howe for. I'm, I'm going to have a, a few here, uh, uh, including one that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about. Michelle Howe for winning that uh, circuit race. That was that's a big impressive win. Um, unknown 35 plus racer who's winning the. The bar for 35 plus right now, John Novikov, right, uh, for winning the 35 plus crit uh, with your assistance. And then um, we didn't really talk right. about uh, the Dwarves der Vanderlin, but Matthew Vanderpool had a, a heck of a race, some cyclocross guy, I guess. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Good. Um, I have. Well, I could do Jonathan Baker and Aries Sophocles. Those guys are impressive. Baker was, I mean, the Sophocles guy was just kind of a robot impressive. Yeah. And Baker is tactician and and smart and then just and ro- robot, robot <laughs> impressive. So I, I really give it to him, especially the way he let out Chris Baker the last day, just knowing what he had to do. Right. Uh, just love it. I mean, the, I like the way he races. Um, I hate the fact that he destroys us, but that's... Uh, that's kind of he's one of my winners. And Justin Polson, I really love that sprint. I mean, I'm big friends of uh, Matt Chat and a big fan of his. I always like to see him do well. But when you see that kid pop through, I didn't see what happened before there. But um, you know, Mike's is leading it out, and he jumps through the corner and does it a one right. and holds him off at the line. Uh, does a little bike throw. I really like that. And yeah. He's he's been impressive the last few years. So um, Chloe Diger, I got to give it to her too. I mean, coming out there taking on everything but the you know told well she's my loser for not getting the the circuit the, the th- circuit race <laughs> no but pretty good for her there uh, any losers um yeah my bottle cage for for ruining my weekend but yeah it's it's kind of on me for not checking my bottle cage bolts gotta do that right so lesson learned i got a few here anyone that didn't show up for chico that could have that's okay. one uh our coverage at Chico stage race, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on a friend of ours here, Eric Nelson. Uh, and this because at the start he's giving me crap about air pressure, my tires, and we're kind of letting it out. And he's he's trying to play mind games, and then he's the first one that I see flat. I only give this to him because he ended up chasing back and uh, getting back on the grip. But he's the first one that flats, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. talk about me, you know, my my tire pressure. Right. Well, then I I did flat later on when he stayed in the group, so. Uh, just just playing with him but um he actually he had a real good 
he should probably be a winner too because he ended up second overall. He had really impressive uh, weekend after the race and had a good time trial. Second place is not a winner. Uh, Sorry, it could be. No. Uh, do you want to? Is that good for you today, or do you want to talk about World Tour? Or should we just let that go? Uh, the only thing I'll talk about World Tour is Flanders is this weekend, and it looks like it's shaping up to be a heck of a race. A lot of good opportunity to have strong racers do well. Vanderpool, Van Aert, uh, the whole Wolf Pack, your favorite team, is, is in there. Um, Seth Van Mark, Peter Sagan. Christoph had a really good uh, Ghent race, so there, there's a lot of people coming in uh, on good form. And it 346 power was what he averaged for that race. That was normalized. Normalized. Yeah, which is, you know, <clears throat> that's okay. That's hella good. Yeah. So it, it it's this weekend, Sunday, I believe. Uh, heck of a race. I'm going to check it out. It's one of the few races I, I wake up early to watch live, so I'm looking forward to it. So uh, this is a an announcement about podcast here. So I'm going to be talking to, I plan to next week have a conversation with, uh, bringing in, uh, Mike Sayers and we're going to go over the, the classics that have, and mm-hmm. then pre a little pre up for Perry Robay since he's done these, some of these, I don't think he's done Robay, but okay. I, I know he's done some of his other ones. So cool. I thought we'd get some insight on that. So keep that in mind. And that means I'm actually going to have to do it. Uh, it sounds like, like you're held to it. He had a herniated disc. So I'll be interested to hear how, how all that went down. Bummer. Okay. But, um, Anyway, uh, any any lasting memories? Oh, my new bike's all ready, up and ready to go. I've setting seen new, some pictures of it. Setting new power numbers like crazy because that power <laughs> meter actually works. It's a little, odd, a little yeah. odd. So, um, I think we covered lasting memories. Uh, just it's, it, Chico's a fun race. Chico's good. It was tiring. Um, I'm ready to to get him back on the bike. I haven't really done much. So, uh, Kurt, we missed you. We'll we'll try to get him in in uh, on the podcast again. Thanks to everybody who listened. I got we got some good comments. You got people coming up to you. We got people coming up to me, uh, talking about the podcast this weekend. So, um, just doing it for you guys because it's not my wife's not too thrilled about the fact that we're doing it for us. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again. Once again, uh, Between Two Wheels podcast. As always, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbeam, wherever you can find this podcast, share it. Make a little comment in there. We'll try to get to some of the readers' comments like we've done before. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook page for more videos coming up. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.